Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right race fans let's get rowdy the next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only racing from the third tracks for carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, good morning. It's Monday morning. We're getting ready for the Rolex 24. Already qualifying yesterday, and we're going straight into it. We have uh, so far we have three of our uh, Motul Pole Award winners here for the 61st Rolex 24 at Daytona. We'll start with uh, the pole winner for uh, for GTD, Philip Ellis, driver of the number 57 Windward Racing Mercedes AMG GT3. Philip's best lap was one minute 46.093 seconds. It's his first career pole in this competition. Uh, he won the Rolex 24 at Daytona here in the GTD class in 2021. And his 2023 co-drivers are Russell Ward, Indy Dancha, and Lucas Auer. Uh, Philip, congratulations overall poll uh, in GTD, uh, ahead of the GTD Pro uh, cars as well, um, and uh, led a, a top four sweep uh, of the uh, for Mercedes-AMG. Let's talk about how strong uh, your car has been here, not only this weekend, but really, uh, you know, kind of throughout the uh, the last few years. I mean, Mercedes has been pretty strong here the last few years. Um, you know, I think especially the last season, uh, the last half of the uh, last year's season, we were really, really strong. And um, the plan was basically to keep that momentum going into this year. And, um, of course, the, the team did a great work, uh, work in the off-season. Uh, we worked a lot on the car in, uh, in the winter. And it shows. Um, I think all of the Mercedes did a great job. And, um, you know, I had a great, great lap, and uh, it shows. Thanks, Philip. Let's, uh, let's slide over to our uh, LMP3 poll winner, Nico, Nico uh, Pino, uh, in number 33, Sean Creech Motorsports Liget. Uh, Nico's best time was 1 minute 43.197 seconds. Also, his first career poll in IMSA competition. He's 18 years old, competing in his second Rolex 24 at Daytona, and is co-driving with Lance Wilsey. Uh, Danny Sufi and uh, and somebody who has won here a few times, uh, Joel Barbosa. So, Nico, congratulations on the poll. Um, you know, what did it take to to make that happen, and how big is this for you uh, at this stage in your uh, in your career here? Well, thank you very much. First off, it was my also my first ever career poll in uh, car racing, so pretty happy for it. Uh, a special one, of course. It does is long race coming ahead, 24 hours. 15-minute session versus 24, so now focusing on next week, trying to get everyone comfortable in the car. Just fine-tuning now. We've done a lot of work with the team to get the car up to pace, a lot of up and downs through the practice sessions, but uh, we finally have a good baseline to start working with the team and oh, looking forward. 
We'll slide over a, a couple seats to your uh, to your right to another driver with his first pole in car racing. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, Ben Keating, driver of the number uh, 52 PR1 Matheson Motorsports Orica. Uh, Ben's lap was one minute 40.541 seconds. This is 12th pole in IMS competition, fourth here at Daytona. Are those all consecutive? Maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll look that up. Uh, 2015 Rolex 24 at Daytona winner in the GTD class, and he's co-driving here with Paul Loup-Chatan, Alex Quinn, and Nicola Lapierre. So, Ben, uh, familiar territory, as I mentioned, uh, but uh, probably never gets old, and uh, what uh, what made the difference here today? Uh, um, yeah, you guys probably may have heard me talk to Shay down there in Victory Circle, but uh, for us in the P2 car, uh, I felt like this was one of the more tricky qualifying sessions uh you, know, you you set your car up i think every car i've ever driven here is always on the edge in the bus stop uh but uh you know all weekend we've had a slight headwind going into the bus stop yesterday we had about uh, seven or eight mile an hour headwind going through there and uh, that makes a huge difference uh, on the downforce of making the transition through the bus stop there today we had about a 19 mile an hour tailwind and so, uh, you know, 28 mile an hour difference was a huge difference uh, in our car, uh, and uh, uh, it was really, really tricky uh, out there today. Uh, uh, you know, I, I expected that it would be, but uh, uh, it's never quite real until you get out there and start doing it. And uh, you know, I had quite a few moments uh, in the car uh, at the bus stop. Uh, uh, and I was not surprised to see a car go off there. I'm not surprised to see a GTP car go off there because it was uh, quite dramatic for us. Uh, uh, but if we had a tailwind at the bus stop, it also meant we had a headwind going down the front straightaway. And uh, I timed it really well coming out of turn six and uh, going into the bus stop, getting through there. I got a nice tow all the way around uh, from my buddy, Stephen Thomas. And uh, that made about a half a second worth of difference. So, you know, same thing I said to Shay. I feel like it really paid to know the weather today. Thanks, Ben. We'll uh, we'll go to questions. I know John Oravitz has one. If anybody has uh, any, uh, stick your hand up. We'll get a mic to you. John's up here, and Godwin's here as well. So we'll get to you after uh, we go to John Godwin. So go ahead, John. Oh, for Phil, congratulations on the first poll. Uh, any extra satisfaction in, in the, getting the overall poll, including overall of the pro cars? I mean, yeah, definitely. It's it's the same car, it's the same BOP. It's not like it used to be with uh, GTLM. Um, so of course, it's the icing on the cake, um, but it doesn't uh, it doesn't mean anything for the race, unfortunately. Um, it's a completely different animal uh, when you go into the 24-hour. Um, but of course, it's nice to know that uh, you're at at the top of the entire GT field, but it doesn't mean much. Did you have a smooth roar, and what's your outlook for the race? Yeah, so far I, I would say we had a perfect roar. Um, as Ben said already, the weather has changed uh, dramatically today, especially the wind uh, going into the bus stop, which is the same even in our car, even though we are pretty heavy compared to the prototypes. And uh, that was a big challenge. Um, I actually had some some moments on my first two flyers as well. Um, but the team had a, a great roar so far. We have a great car under, underneath us, and I think we'll have the same in the race. Go to Godwin. Any others? Stick your hand up. We'll get a mic to you. Go ahead, Godwin. You've got a mic right, right in front of you. Okay, this is for Nico. Um, can you just describe your lap, uh, how uh, you know how you work the track? So of course, with the team, we 
design a little bit the strategy for qualifying. We wait a couple of minutes uh, in the box to have a clear lap. As they said, the uh, weather conditions change a lot with the tailwind. And also from the rain last night, uh, the track being very green, had shut up a lot on the driving. With the, I expected more of an oversteer uh, car by turn to understeer. So it was quite challenging in the, in the beginning. Had to change uh, driving style and try to manage the gap with the other guys and understand how the car would behave and try lap by lap uh, to get that, that up to get us on pole. But in the end, everything worked out perfectly. So pretty happy with it. Uh, still some work to do, but now, of course, focused on the 24. So this was your first pole. Were you surprised that you had pole or were, were, was the team keeping up with you on the radio about that? So they were keeping up uh, with me giving me all the lap times of the other guys, the guys ahead or behind me. So, yeah, of course, pretty happy with it. I was surprised uh, for having Paul. It was, didn't felt that fast, to be fair. But in the end, it, uh, it's a pole lap. Uh, I think there's still a lot of work to do to fine-tune the car. But, uh, yeah, step-by-step step getting there. Uh, the team is happy with it now. Uh, everyone looking forward for next week and, of course, keep doing what we are doing. I, the team has a lot of experience here. Joao has a lot of experience in Daytona. So, yeah, pretty happy. Now, uh, yes, keep doing what we're doing. And, Ben, uh, can you talk about the importance of this weekend leading into next weekend? I mean, how important is this weekend? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a huge deal because – Especially when you have, this is the only race what we have in IMSA where you have four drivers. And even though you have a lot of practice sessions, uh, getting four drivers comfortable in the car and getting them through the car and getting everybody enough time to feel comfortable uh, is very difficult. Uh, and uh, you know, I usually feel like nobody has as en enough time in the car uh, that they really feel like, okay, I'm ready. And right now, everybody kind of feels, usually feels like uh, not a problem. We'll do it next week. Uh, and next week seems to go way faster. Uh, and so it's always a, a challenge to get everybody through the car. But, you know, it's not just, uh, it's not just the first weekend, uh, you know, before preparing for the Rolex 24, but it's the first weekend for the entire season. Uh, and uh, so many people... Uh, are in with new cars or new drivers or new engineers, uh, you know, different BOPs, different aero packages. Uh, so much has changed that there's a lot of work to do uh, uh, for for most uh, teams. Uh, there are a lot of teams out there that, uh, you know, uh, you know, all the GTP cars, as an example, you know, uh, uh, there's just uh, there's a lot to do before the whole season, uh, not just specifically for. Uh, the Rolex 24, but uh, obviously, you know, that's, you know, from my perspective, that's the biggest race of the year. Uh, and so you, uh, uh, you want to start off uh, with a great race. And uh, therefore, I put a, a lot of priority and, uh, on, uh, on what kind of roar you have. You know, we also have had a really, uh, we've had, you know, uh, maybe even a perfect roar. Uh, you know, we came in with a, a load of changes we wanted to make. We got through all of our changes. We got all of our good data, uh, and we're ready to go racing. Uh, uh, but it, you, you never, 
I don't feel like you ever really come into this event expecting to be able to get through everything because you don't know what curveball is going to be thrown at you. Uh, so it's uh, un, unusual that we uh, that we're ready. Uh, so. Okay, and then one more follow-up. Uh, the weather just changes so dramatically here because yesterday it was kind of chilly. Uh, it was raining. Then today it's sunny, but it's windy. I mean, do you can you you and the engineers get together and talk about how to change the car for these changing conditions? Absolutely, but I mean that's what makes any 24-hour race interesting. You know, that's what makes Daytona interesting. I've uh, uh, this is my 13th Daytona Rolex 24 in a row, and I feel like I've seen it all. Uh, I've had so many different scenarios. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, and uh, yes, uh, clearly you have to uh, uh, you know plan for whatever is uh, is coming at you. You know, we put all even though the weather currently looks like it's going to not rain next weekend. Uh, uh, we put all four drivers through the car last night in the rain uh, just because we wanted to get everybody's feedback. We wanted to get everybody comfortable, uh, and uh, there weren't very many cars that went out. I, I'd say maybe half the field went out and half the field stayed in the garage uh, because we know that you never know. Uh, it's nice to be uh, somewhat prepared for all those conditions, and, uh, yeah, if, golly, I'm, I've – uh, yes, I've been hearing some great weather, and I've been hearing some miserable weather. Uh, uh, but uh, like I said, that's what makes it interesting. Are you getting better as you get older? I, I, you know, let's see. Uh, so far, so good is what I would say. Uh, I, I really feel like I've developed a lot as a driver uh, from uh, being in the LMP2 uh, with no ABS and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'll say a less sophisticated traction control, uh, uh, and in driving in the World Endurance Championship in the GTE car again with no ABS, uh, I really feel like uh, I have uh, developed. But uh, I feel like I'm going to turn the corner uh, at any moment. I've got to enjoy it while I can. Thanks, Ben. We'll let you guys. Uh Go on about your uh, your afternoon, your race prep. We'll bring uh, we'll bring. Oh, you got another one? I'm sorry. How you doing? Uh, you, you mentioned something that was pretty intriguing to me. You have four drivers that go in the car uh, during the 24-hour race. Could you give me an idea what the average driver time is per 24 hours? And some get three or four. Now you've really got me intrigued about this. Well, uh, you know, uh, so the minimum drive time from every driver is four and a half hours. Okay. Uh, and uh, every team, every engineer is going to have their own kind of a of a lineup. You know, uh, my old eyes uh, don't see as well at night as they used to, uh, and so I prefer to drive in the daylight, as an example. But uh, you're not allowed to drive more than four hours during any six-hour period. Uh, a little bit of my personal claim to fame is that I'm comfortable going for a longer period of time in the car. Uh, but, uh, you know, my heart rate is about 15 to 20 beats per minute higher in the P2 than it is in a GT car. Uh, and so I, uh, I won't go as long on a stint in the, you know, if a full stint in the P2 car is 40 minutes. So if I do a triple stint, it's two hours. 
two hours in a P2 car is a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, And I have a follow-up question, too. Being at Daytona Speedway, this to me, obviously, it has to be the crown jewel of them all. How much do you really enjoy racing here, not only with a 24-hour race or any race, but just in general compared to some of the other tracks that you race around yeah, the country? Yeah, yeah it, it's my favorite race, uh, uh, and not necessarily because – uh, I enjoy the track. You know, I, I've always been really quick here, uh, and, you know, you like the tracks where you're quick. Uh, uh, but uh, what I really love about it is it's all inside the speedway, you know, uh, and uh, from a fan's perspective, everybody's in the infield, and you can go to any corner and see what's going on. You can really follow the race well. Uh, I feel like the fan interaction is really strong at this particular track, and it's all in here. It's so strange. You know, you look at that picture on the wall back there, you know, uh, I, I, that's got to be a NASCAR race because in this race there's nobody in the sands. You know, uh, everybody's in the infield right in the middle of the action, and it uh, it makes it uh, a lot of fun. You know, I'll have 85 guests here next weekend, uh, and uh, this is the track that I ask everybody to come to because I feel like it's such a great spectator's race. Uh, it's such a great, uh, uh, I'm able to interact with them. You know, I'll be in the car for uh, whatever. I'll be in the car for four and a half or five hours, but that means I've got 18 or 19 hours to uh, hang out with my friends. Okay, Kyle, let's talk a little bit about uh, this weekend at the Motorsports Show while you got a few minutes. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, nice, good to be back on here on Monday morning. Uh, yeah, the Motorsports Show, the uh, Pioneer Pole Buildings Motorsports Show, held at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania, right outside of King of Prussia Mall in Philadelphia. Uh, Two-day event, uh, Friday, January 20th, Saturday, January 21st. Uh, Rowdy, a lot going on. Uh, you know, the weather cooperated, which was nice. Um, that, that was a plus. And then, uh, you know, got to go to both nights. Uh, Mom surprised me with uh, a hotel room, so we stayed Friday night into Saturday. So I got to do both days of the motorsports show. I uh, got there around 6 o'clock on Friday night. Drive wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, Rowdy, a lot, lot to do. You know, I think Saturday was a busier day. Um, Ryan Priest, uh, NASCAR Cup Series driver, making an appearance there, uh, along with his show car, the number 41 United Reynolds uh, Ford Mustang he's going to drive this year, and at, and at the Clash, the Coliseum. So, um, Also, Jeff Bodine's uh, number 15 Motorcraft Ford there uh, from the Budmore Racing days. So, uh, yeah, Rowdy, there's a lot, lot of boots and stuff, a lot of stuff to do, and, and Rowdy, my mom and I were talking. Uh, really think you would have enjoyed the show because I uh, definitely need you there. So, uh, yeah, Rowdy, good show, and um, you know, we also got to uh, get some time with Ryan Priest as well, so we have that. All right. Kyle Maggett, Rowdy Maglite Racing Media here with NASCAR Cup Series driver Ryan Priest. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, your season. Um, you got promoted. You're going to the Cup Series this year. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's definitely something that we were working for last year, and and uh, to have this opportunity going into 2023 is huge. So I got my crew chief that I really wanted, Chad uh, Chad Johnson, and he's somebody that. As far as going into a new car, uh, new new year, new ride situation, I've already been at SHR for a year, just kind of been around, and already worked with Chad for a year and a half, so 
we're already uh, we're already a lot further along than we would have been. Yeah, just talk a little bit more about that. Uh, we're working with Chad Johnson, who he's worked with with Larson, and now he's working with you. Yeah, no, so, you know, working with Chad and, and uh, I sat there and, and I was, you know, kind of wondering, uh, I was wondering, like, man, this guy is so good. How, how does, why is he not at the cup level or does he not want to? And, and really, he just... He didn't really want to, I guess, and, and if the right opportunity came along, he would do it again. So, luckily, that right opportunity was with me and at, back at SHR, and, uh, but he's just, his personality and my personality, they just gel so well, and we're just, we work well together. Before I let you go, I know you're, you got to go, I know you've been in a pinch tight schedule. Uh, uh, who do you want to thank? Your sponsors, shout-outs, who makes it happen for you? Yeah, so, I mean, ideally, you know, I've had a lot of supporters, a lot of it because of my racing background being up in the Northeast, but United Rentals, Haas Automation, um, Mohawk Construction, RaceChoice.com, they're a huge website that's growing, Sony Mobile ES, uh, Hunt Brothers Pizza, Morton Buildings, and the list goes on and on. So we're uh, we're really excited for some of the partners that we have and uh, continue growing. All right, Kyle, as I always say, look, if you love racing, Support United Rentals. If you need a piece of equipment, I've rented from United. You're always going to get a good, trustworthy piece of equipment. Congratulations, uh, Kyle, on on the interview there with Ryan. That's uh, he's going to play a big part in this year's season. Well, Rowdy, uh, I caught Ryan by accident Saturday. Um, just happened to see him walking through while I was. Uh, sorting through some stuff, and uh, Rowdy, um, you know, I asked Ryan about his PR person, he wasn't with them, and he said, and I said, would you like to do an interview, and he said, we can do it right now, so uh, thanks again to Ryan Priest and Stuart Haas Racing for the interview, um, didn't have a lot of time, uh, Lenny Sammons, the, the, the promoter of the show, wasn't standing very far from me, because I had to grab Ryan, so um, when you have the promoter of the show uh, waiting, you know, you can't keep him waiting for too long, so... Um, yeah, minute 54 seconds with Ryan Priest, a NASCAR Cup Series driver. Um, Rowdy, you know it's always a big deal when we get a Cup driver on our show. So, um, you know, we've had Josh Williams on before. We have Scott Heckert, just a few drivers who run who run in the Cup Series before. So, uh, Ryan Priest, uh, you know, in a really good ride, Rowdy. Um, you know, getting promoted. You know, Cole Custer getting demoted. So, um, I'm, you know, been doing good over there with the DGR guys when they were at Ford in the truck series so uh yeah rowdy uh ryan priest uh, looking good here in 2023 and also uh last week uh we was had the pleasure slow it down just a little bit uh from rev racing andreas perez delara is that right kyle uh he come on the show yeah, rowdy, you didn't butcher his name andres That's perez right. delara i I've, I've tried to practice a little bit it, it was this hard on the first try uh, Kyle, so we're going to listen to him, and uh, hey, I, I expect great things out of Rev Racing again this year. I, you know, I told you last year, Kyle, when I walked into the uh, first day down in Daytona when Arca was actually uh, taken out, and I called you within an hour, and I said, I think it's going to be a Rev Racing year from the way they were. Uh, the cars, well, little, Rowdy, the don't, attitude. Uh, forget i just want to mention too uh we're going to have connor mosek on later today um four o'clock eastern 3 p.m central um he also ran the daytona architect i just wanted to throw that in there while i'm on 
um, you know, we'll we'll have him on later. So, uh, yeah, Rowdy, we've been doing really good with guests lately. Um, we had Andres on Friday afternoon at 5 Eastern. Uh, that gave me enough time to leave work, drive down to the motorsports show, and just barely make it into the hotel in time. So, um, Rowdy, so I'm glad grad uh, Christy Gormal from uh, Rev Racing was able to set that up for us. And, uh, you know, we got we got to spend some time with Andres Perez de Lara on Friday. All right, we're going to listen to Andres. All right, everyone. I'd like to welcome Andres Perez de Lara from Rev Racing, driver in the Arkham Menard Series to the Rowdy Maglite Show. Welcome. Hey, how are you? Uh, thank you for having me here. Thanks, Andres, for calling in. Uh, thanks to you and Christy for allowing us to do this. Uh, first question for you is uh, you ran a little bit of ARCA last year. Uh, tell us how that went. And, uh, you know, running up front there at Phoenix, uh, you did have a good run going there for a little bit. Yeah, I think um, uh, the starts I had in ARCA last year uh, were really good for us. Uh, they really put me in a position to be able to take these next steps this year with Red Racing and, and after draft for diversity program. Uh, I'll be running full-time uh, in the National Series in ARCA, so really excited about that. I think uh, I now have a bit more experience in that type of cars with the ARCA cars and the, especially the tracks. Uh, my first uh, race is going to be Phoenix, so uh, I've been there already. Uh, I'm really confident about this year, and yeah, been working hard here in Charlotte in the shop with the guys and ready for what's ahead this, this, this season. My next question for you is uh, talk a little bit about what you took out of your, your, your starts in the Arkham Menard series. Uh, what were some of the biggest things you learned? And, um, you know, uh, you were at Daytona last week, so, uh, you know, going on the super speedways now as well. Yeah, definitely. So I started my career in Mexico, so the cars uh, are are different to the Arkham cars here. So in my three starts I had last, last year, I really learned a lot about uh, the, the car. Uh, it's it's different, especially uh, the type of racing we have uh, they, they have here in the U.S. Uh, with the with the tracks and everything. I think uh, it was really really good for me those three races I did. I really learned a lot about the car, uh, especially just getting used to it. It was hard definitely at the start uh, with the weight and the power it has. Uh, just getting comfortable with the car wasn't that easy for me. But then I think once uh, I understood uh, how to do it and and how it's how to be fast with it, I, I just started getting more comfortable. And uh, from then on, I, I started getting uh, good results and fighting, fighting up front. As, as you said, Phoenix, I was, it was a very good race for us, Vegas as well. And, and I'd say Bristol also was a very good first race for me. So I saw you're pulling double duty this year in uh, the Arkham and Art Series and in the Mexico Series. Um, what's that going to be like for you, um, running both series and uh, splitting up time in each? Yeah, so uh, obviously I'm here working in in Charlotte for the Arc Series. Uh, that's what that's my my first um, uh, thing I've got to do this year. Uh, obviously, the Mexico Series starts later this year. So right now I'm focusing more on, on the Arc part. But definitely, I'll, I'm gonna be very busy, uh, having to travel many many times to Mexico on the same week, and I'll be racing in Arca. So it's gonna be definitely a busy, but. Uh, but I think it's overall for me, it's going to be very good for uh, as long as, as you have time in the car, that's definitely better for the driver. It uh, really helps you to, to be in the rhythm. And and also, I think I have unfinished business in Mexico. Uh, I won the championship last year, but I would definitely want to, to go back and, 
and keep getting the wins and, and championships in there. Uh, obviously, uh, also in the arc, I'm, I'm going to be doing my best, and, and we're going to get some some victories, hopefully, and, and definitely, yeah, really excited. It's going to be busy, but definitely it's going to be really good for me as, as a driver. So in racing, what what got you started? Um, what what uh, when did you start racing, and uh, what what kind of got you interested? Uh, so I think I started racing. Uh, my dad used to be a racing driver, so that that really helped me a lot. Uh, he so we going to the track when I was just a little kid, uh, turning some laps in the in the karting. I started karting. Then I jumped to the NASCAR to the big cars in in trucks in Mexico series in Mex in in Mexico. Uh, that was. 2020, uh, I was 15 years old. Uh, so yeah, in, in NASCAR, Novas has been, uh, I, I'd say, a short career for me. It hasn't been that that long time. And yeah, I think from then on, um, my love for NASCAR just has been growing so much. And uh, right now, it's is what I'm fully focused on. Andres Scott Rowdy here. Uh, going down the test, and was that your first time at Daytona? Hey, yes. Uh, yeah, it was my first time in Daytona. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a really cool experience uh, doing some single car and draft runs. Um, I won't be able to do the race because of my age. I'm 17, uh, but I'll turn 18 before Talladega. So, yeah, it was definitely a good practice for me for Talladega. But, yeah, it was. Uh, I really enjoyed it. it. Obviously, Daytona is one of the best tracks. It was really impressive going there. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was uh, definitely something that I, I had on my checklist and, uh, yeah, really, really happy to have done that test. Andres, what was it? What was your feeling once you got out there and you got the top speed? Uh, kind of what was going through your mind? Uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. So the first three laps were something else. Uh, just enjoying it, obviously every moment. Uh, it's for the first time you go out there in Daytona for turn three, uh, and they say go flat out. It's it's hard, you know. But I think the first three laps are something else. Uh, you are enjoying every time, uh, and then. After that, you just got to switch your mind and start focusing on what the car doing, uh, focusing on the, on the draft. And there's many, many things uh, that you might not think about until you are in track. Um, but, yeah, it was – Daytona is a special – definitely a special place. And, yeah, I was just amazed of, of how important every, all of the small details are in there. Andres, kind of uh, what tracks – that you see over here that the Arca Menard series running, would, are you looking forward to being part of? You know? Yeah, so the Arca car this year, the Arca season this year is, it has a very diverse schedule, you know, so we got dirt, uh, road courses, short track, uh, big track. I'm definitely looking forward to, to trying uh, the mile and a half. I think those are going to be really interesting races. Uh, Rev has a really good car in, in those types of tracks. And also, I think the road course, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it, it could be really good for us. Uh, I've never been in, in these cars in the, in the road course, but I'm definitely confident about it. Uh, I think my experience in road course is good. And also, why not dirt? I've never been in dirt, so it will be really interesting for me uh, how it's going to feel. But, yeah, definitely, uh, overall, I'm looking forward to, to many races. But, yeah, I'd say my first mile-and-a-half race and my first road course race especially. I've been to uh, both of the dirt tracks that ARCA races in. First, the coin, one-mile flat track. The ambiance of the fair at nighttime, it's a night race. It is some more beautiful scenery to go around. 
uh, at Decoy, make sure you bring your fishing rod because most of the drivers like to fish in, in, in the infield, in the, in the pond that they get the water from. Springfield is another beauty. It's also held during the state fair. Those two races right there now play such a big part in the NASCAR Cup Series with Bristol. Uh, kind of, is there a track in Mexico that you run that would be comparably to something you'll run on Arkansas? Yeah, I'd say I never, no, there's nothing comparable in, in Mexico. Um, I've heard many good things about the dirt tracks here, uh, especially that the races are going to be really fun. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, as I say, I have fewer experience racing in dirt, uh, so that's going to be that's going to be really fun um, to see. Uh, I'm going to try to do some, some testing before, you know, and, and stuff to, to, to get ready and, and to have a lot more uh, knowledge of it before my first race because it's really important for the points uh, to have a very good two races in the dirt. So Phoenix is going to be your first race with Rev racing in Arkansas? Yes, uh, yes. Phoenix is going to be my first race uh, since I told you I, I'm, I'm not old enough to run Daytona yet. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be in Daytona supporting the team, but my first goal in, in the Rev car is going to be Phoenix. I, I, was, I went there last year and it went great. I really like the track, so I think I'm feeling confident about it. And starting, we're starting to get ready for that. Uh, it's, it's still a long way to go for uh, to Phoenix, but yeah, we're working hard on that. Uh, so it should be a really good race for us. Well, that's when you hit Talladega, that's my backyard. I'm 90 miles away from the track, and she is nothing but fast. Fast. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Talladega is. I think it's also. Uh, a special place. I've never been there, um, not even to, to see a race. I'm really excited to, to go to, there for my first race, uh, especially knowing I'm going to be racing there. Um, I already had the test in Daytona. I, I know it's not the same, but it's uh, similar racing type. Uh, so, yeah, Talladega is going to be a really interesting race. Anything can happen, and uh, it's going to be smart, and hopefully get, get a win and get good points out of that weekend. That's going to be my second time in the in the prep car this year. Andres, what car number will you be driving in the Arkham and Art Series this year? I'm going to be running the number two car. So you said you're not old enough to run Daytona. Um, you know, Nick Sanchez is the, is the defending series champion. I mean, how, how's he been, been helping you out there trying to get up to speed as fast as you have? Yeah, so uh, together with all the team, with Nick especially, it has been, uh, he was there in the test to help us drivers. Uh, we got many good people working on our cars, uh, our coaches, uh, all the crew chiefs. So, yeah, it's been uh, just these, these days since I am here in Charlotte working with the guys, uh, learning as much as possible in the track, in the tunnel was same thing. Uh, just learning, trying to, to take everything from everyone that can help me, uh, that has experience that I don't have in this in here in the U.S. So, yeah, it's, uh, right now I'm, I'm trying just to, to learn as much as possible to get everything ready. Uh, so when I get to the track, it's zero mistakes and just focusing on, on getting the lap times and, and good racing. So my follow-up for that was, um, you know, you're, you're in the Charlotte area now. Um, I mean, what's that been like, you know, moving from Mexico to the U.S.? And, you know, how, what's the move been like um, coming over to the States? Yeah, it's been really cool. I, I'm really enjoying every minute of it. Uh, obviously, uh, working on 
on my car, my racing car, with the shop in the shop of the of the team. Every every single day, it's it's something else. Uh, you you'd say I'm I'm focusing. I'm giving all my focus to racing right now, and and I really enjoy that. I think it's definitely helping me to to be better prepared for when the season starts. Uh, and yeah, I'm really enjoying every every minute here and working working in Charlotte. Andres, before we let you go, uh, you know who who makes it happen for you? Shout out sponsors. Who 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 are the people that are responsible for making it all happen? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's that's really big in in this sport. I I really want to thank uh, everyone that has supported me, especially Reb Racing and NASCAR Drive for Diversity, uh, that are the ones uh, behind this this project of of the Drive for Diversity team. Uh, it's, I'm really thankful for them and, and Team Chevy also supporting. Uh, yeah, so really, really happy to be a part of it and, and be uh, representing all, all of their all of their brands and all of Rev Racing uh, together in the track. Rowdy, is there anything you'd like to ask them before we let them go? Andres, will you be at uh, Daytona as uh, helping on the crew to, to kind of get the feel of the car? Yes, yes, I will be there. Uh, I'm going to be uh, traveling with the team, uh, as I told you, learning as much as possible uh, so to get ready for Saladega. Well, I'll be looking for you. Uh, we usually bring drivers out and have a little interview during some of your spare time, so I'm looking forward to maybe you coming out and uh, let's talk a little bit more about what you got going on, what, what it feels like to hang out with the group down there. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good for me. I look for you there. Well, Andres, uh, it's been a pleasure for you to come on. You're very well spoken. And uh, thanks for calling into the Rowdy Maglite Show tonight. Thanks to you. Thanks to Christy for making this happen. And uh, we'll uh, we'll look forward to seeing you how you do this year. Thank you so much. I really appreciated your time. Uh, it, was, it was great being here. Thanks, Andres. Thanks, Andres. Thank you. For, thank you so much. Bye. Uh, yeah, uh, big thank you to Rev Racing for, uh, they've worked with us, Kyle. They've been working with us, and I appreciate it. So, uh, Kyle, what's your spin on it here? Well, Rowdy, uh, yeah, like you, th- big thanks to Christy Gormal and Rev Racing for setting all that up. Uh, we had LeVar Scott last Tuesday at 5 Eastern, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, and then we had Andres Perez de Lara. Uh, Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, so that was good. Um, Rowdy, we also have another guest coming on, uh, not on this show, but uh, later today. Uh, we're going to have uh, Connor Mosack, NASCAR Xfinity Series driver, coming on at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 p.m. Central. Hope you listen to, hope you listen to that. Um, interested to see how his ARCA test went, Rowdy. Um, you know, testing for Joe Gibbs racing along with William Salowich, uh, who's only 16. It was really fast in the test, and that car was pretty quick, so... Um, Rowdy, a uh, question I wanted to ask you was, um, what are the Gibbs guys going to do um, when the race comes? Because, you know, we all know Venerini is going to be hooking up. Uh, yeah. And they they were fast at testing, too, Kyle. I mean, uh, they've got they've got a, a good hand to, to bring to uh, Talladega, or Daytona, rather. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, well, Kyle, they're fast at both tracks. It's not really right. a big surprise either way. Yeah, it, I mean, they're super speedway uh, group there. So, uh, 
you know, it wasn't the season I think Venturi wanted last year. And from talking to them, they have really spent a lot of time off-season to get their cars up. Yeah, Rowdy's right. also announced uh, Dean Thompson is going to be running some marker races with Venturini as well. Um, you know, they've been they make they've been like making a lot of announce, uh, driver announcements here. Um, he'll be running a few races. I think Kansas, the first Kansas, the Pocono race, um, probably just for more track time, which I don't blame him. Um, I know he's running Tricon in the Truck Series, so uh, you know that deal will work out. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see how uh, you know we have Connor on later. You know, to see how his ARCA schedule is going to look like. Uh, I mean, you know, it hasn't been announced yet, but it looks like he'll be splitting the 18 car with uh, William in the Arkham Menard series. Um, that's how it's looking. I know that's a pretty bad kept secret, but, um, you know, Connor, uh, I know he had some Arkham races he was, he's going to announce at some point here. And uh, not sure what his schedule is looking like, Rowdy, because, you know, uh, I know he has all those Xfinity races with Sam Hahn as well. But uh, I feel like Toyota made a good decision in getting him. Um, I think he has a lot of potential. Um, he's been, he ran good with Brett Holmes in the ARCA series. Um, you know, he made his Xfinity debut last year at Portland in the rain, which isn't very easy to do. I know he's used to racing in the rain, but, uh, yeah, um, you know, you know, for Joe Gibbs racing in the 18 car. So, um, ran a top 15 with Sam Hunt at Watkins Glen last year. I mean, he's, he's been running really well. So, um, for the, you know, for the, the, the amount of experience he has and, uh, just for, uh, you know, um, just for Connor, he's been doing pretty good. He hasn't won an ARCA race yet, but I, uh, Rowdy, I think that's going to change this year. I do too, Kyle. Uh, I, I honestly believe that will change also. Looking forward to the season. It's a 20-race season, and it's really diverse with two dirt tracks, two road courses, uh, two super speedways, and a multitude of uh, small short tracks. So, uh, Kyle, we're going to get this thing moving back to the 24 hours that I'll be attending this weekend. We'll be down in the fan zone. Uh, I I know Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So uh, if you're there, stop by. If not, listen to what we got. We should have some good drivers. Uh, A lot of uh, updates on the social media site. So looking forward to that. Actually got the season kicked off, the 23 season at the uh, Ice Bowl at Talladega Short Track on Dirt. Now we go to the Rolex 24 Hours at Daytona. That's a, that's a vast change in uh, racing styles. Rowdy, before I go, I just want to say um, about the Rolex 24, um, the Roar, um, a lot of NASCAR drivers are there. I know you and I were chatting over the weekend. Uh, Austin Sendrick, uh, Ben Rhodes was there. I think they have that Michelin, uh, that pilot challenge race over the weekend. I know they usually do that during the roar. But, uh, Rowdy, it's you know it's good to see those guys get some track time and girls uh, get track time. Uh, a lot of rain. Um, I don't know if you saw that. There's a lot of rain in Daytona. So um, wet weather conditions coming into play. And, um, you know, just some good experience, you know, for the NASCAR drivers in case we do get a rain race coming, you know, down the road here. So, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how the Rolex turns out. Uh, Colin Brown was fastest in the prototype uh, on the prototype side of things, and uh, I know uh, you know he has a lot of road racing background, been in NASCAR before. So um, yeah, it's good to see you know some some NASCAR alumni doing good out there, and 
to see uh, Colin Brown, you know, doing good is a good thing to see. Boy, I tell you, Kyle, there's nothing like the sound of those uh, prototypes when they're rolling around there at 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. They thunder through there. And, the, and the, you know, they're running those different divisions in there. And the, each division is classified through the color of the lights on the car, the lit-up digital numbers on the side. You know, Kyle, I say it all the time. Aviance at the racetrack is everything for me at night. Right. I, I think when you, you talk about the nighttime ambiance, I, I think, you know, when I think of a track, at least it's really electric when the lights come on. It's Homestead Miami Speedway. Um, I, I don't know what it is about that place, but when the lights come on, it just gets really good. Um, I know I know Kyle Larson probably won't agree with me, but um, but yeah, you know it's you know it's always cool to see qualifying at night or you know like I've seen in the past for Championship Weekend. Um, it's really interesting to see and uh, yeah, the nighttime ambiance. Uh, you know, you see the Port Royal. I mean, I've seen day and night races at Port Royal. Um, you know, most races are at night, so uh, rowdy. So we're looking looking forward to the, the rest of the season, and I know you'll be in Daytona here in a few weeks, and then I'll be bringing you the PA uh, the PA swing here in mid March, and uh, we'll get get things rolling. Uh, one thing before we get started, uh, back on our 24 hours, uh, I want to give a big shout out to Teddy and uh, 7K Racing. Uh, Teddy's going to get to go down to Homestead, uh, Kyle, and he was picked as one of the Lucas Oil Drivers uh, Formula Car Race Series. So uh, big shout-out to Teddy. We got to get Teddy on this week because uh, or an interview with him, Kyle, because he's going to be at Homestead, I think, coming up uh, either this weekend or next weekend. It'll be January the 30th, 31st, Lucas Oil School of Racings. So, uh, Teddy, congratulations there, my friend. We're going to try to get you on uh, one day this week, my man. Okay, now we have our, uh, we have our GTD Pro and uh, GTP poll winners here for the Motul Poll Award winners for the, uh, the 61st Rolex 24 at Daytona, we'll start with uh, with Morrow Engel, driver of the number 79, WeatherTech Racing Mercedes AMG GT3. One minute, 46.784 seconds was his time. This is his first uh, pole in IMSA competition. Uh, alongside uh, Philip, who was just up here, uh, Morrow did win the uh, 2021 Rolex 24 in the GTD class. His 2023 co-drivers in GTD Pro are Cooper McNeil, Daniel Hugadella, and Jules Gunion. And then again, as I mentioned, uh, Mercedes-AMG swept the top four uh, positions of GTD slash GTD Pro on the grid. So, um, Mauro, uh, you know, maybe, you know, just tell us about the strength of, uh, of the Mercedes and, um, and uh, you know, what it's looking like as you head into next week and how, uh, how important, you know, a, a strong uh, a win here would be for, for this team in, uh, in particular. Well, I mean, we definitely have a, an amazing car. That's that's for sure. The Mercedes AMG GT3 is a car that's um, that's well adapted to all kinds of form of racing we do in, in GT racing. So long distance racing, 24 hour racing, as well as the sprint rounds, and it's it's always a car that um, 
is confident, confidence inspiring, gives the car driver confidence. So um, definitely have to thank Mercedes AMG for that. Um, but also equally, I think all four um, of the teams did a, did a really good job today. Um, I think it's clear uh, when you look at the results sheets that um, you know we were told to push. Um, I'm not sure if that's the, that's the case across the grid. Um, I'm sure there's a few few competitors that will suddenly find some pace until next week. Um, but overall, yeah, no, um, you know, it was it was a strong job from from the team, um, and um, yeah, some room to improve for for us. For me personally, uh, in that qualifying, um, but obviously, yeah, was enough for pole, so so that's great. Thanks, Mar. Let's, uh, let's slide over to uh, to your left uh, to uh, Tom Blomquist, driver of the number sixty Meyer Shank Racing Acura ARX zero uh, six. Tom's best lap was one minute thirty four point zero three one seconds, which happened on the last lap. Uh, this is fourth in pole. He was the twenty twenty two Rolex twenty four. Daytona overall winner with this team, uh, and uh, also the 2022 IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship DPI champion this uh, this weekend or this uh, season's co-drivers here: Colin Brown, Elio Castro Neves, and uh, and Simon Pagano. Also, the top eight GTP cars were covered by 0.815 seconds, um, and all four uh, manufacturers were represented within that. So. Um, Tom, congratulations. Obviously, uh, car has been strong uh, seemingly all, all weekend. You guys have been, at, you know, at the top of the, the time charts. Um, tell us a little bit about that. And just as I mentioned, you know, it seems like uh, everybody appears to be fairly close in the in GTP. And what will that uh, make the race look like? Yeah, firstly, I got to say, you know, huge well done, and, and thanks to, you know, every single one. You know, all the outfits who've put so much work into this project, um, you know, HPD, Acura, Orica, you know, MSR and, and also WTR, uh, you know, it's, it's clear that they've done a fantastic job. And, um, yeah, obviously I'm, I'm the lucky one who, who gets to, to drive the car um, in anger. So, yeah, full, yeah, huge thanks to them and, and basically well done because, uh, you know, there was so much work that's gone into this project and, you know, we didn't really hit the ground running in anger in, in, until October. So, you know, they've they've done a fantastic job. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a, an exciting session, to be honest. Um, yeah, that there was a red flag came basically before I'd kind of done any proper running. So, uh, yeah, I'm very grateful that I was able to at least get one lap at it. So, yeah, that was probably one of the, the most I would say difficult sessions I've done because uh, yeah, my tires weren't exactly fully fully ready, and and I didn't have much of a a good real reference to golf, so I, I kind of had to, to wing that one a little bit, but yeah, it, it helps that, you know, I've had such a fantastic car under me, and, and you know, we've been, everything's been going so so well, um, and, you know, it's enabled me to, you know, to obviously have a lot of confidence, so yeah, thanks to so thanks to everyone who's who's been a part of this project, really. Well, all the way over to the uh, left, John DeGuise. Uh, um, Tom, you, you had changed tires during your run, um, new rule this year that allows that to happen. Um, were those scrubbed tires when you started, or it, were, was what was the plan behind that? No, the plan behind that was literally just to get some temperature and, and everything. Um, you know, we didn't push on that step, just to kind of like scrub them in a little bit, uh, you know, for the race as well. So uh, that was kind of part of the plan. Obviously, the risk was that, you know, exactly what happened and nearly could have curtailed our qualifying session um but thankfully you know there was just enough time for for one lap and 
and yeah, I mean, I don't really know how I did it, but uh, I think, yeah, it just, you know, my life was made obviously easier with the fact that, you know, the car's been quick all week and, and I kind of know what I've got underneath me. So, yeah, I've got to thank, you know, everyone at AMSR and, and HPD, Acker and, and Orica because they've done a fantastic job in the build-up to this event. And what does it mean to get the first poll in this new new era? Yeah, it's, it's it's cool. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of enthusiasm around, you know, this new era. It's a lot of excitement. Um, and I think it proves, you know, you know, practice looked like everyone was kind of doing different things, uh, but you can see how close it really is. Uh, you know, I think, I don't actually know who's second, but I think the Porsche was, was obviously right there. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a really exciting season. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, to be honest. I think it's going to be really exciting times for the sport. Go to Holly. Tom, I, I wanted to have you maybe explain what were you thinking, what was your heart doing when the red flag came out and you guys went out with, you know, the clock just going down? What was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I was actually a bit bummed because I, I, uh, I thought it was kind of done for us. Uh, and then they said, you know, you can have one lap. And to be honest, I was like, Oof. you know, I, I did get an out lap before, so I had a little bit of tie temp, but I was like, this is going to be exciting. Like... I don't really know what to expect, um, so I kind of just went for it on the outlap. You know, we obviously were tight for time, and I had to try and like get my pass my way through one car. So I had to kind of like make like a legitimate move <laughs> on on an outlap, which was you know is always not really nice when you're you're you know trying to prepare for a qualifying lap. Uh, but yeah, I think the, the you know I just kind of you know I was lucky that I had you know such a smooth you know running in terms of the cars being really good. And we haven't really had to do too many changes to the to the setup, so I kind of knew what I had. Um, but today the track conditions were very different with the wind and the heat. Uh, so yeah, I just had to literally just send it and and kind of you know rely on my instincts and 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 you know some references that I've I've had obviously over the the days gone by. But yeah, that was that wasn't a session I'd really want to do again. Um, and I nearly, to be honest, I nearly messed it up big time when I got to the bus stop. Just <laughs> carried a bit too much speed and, and, and nearly lost the car. But thankfully, uh, managed to survive that. But uh, yeah, it's it's cool. It's it was that was a fun, real fun session. And although it could have gone really badly, you know, it was just nice to see all the excitement and everyone's super super happy because you don't understand how much work you know everyone's put into this project. It's been insane. And you know, there's super super long days at the base, back at, you know, the factory. Everyone's been working nonstop. And real quick follow-up to that, you guys have been fast in every session. Was that what you expected when you showed up here? Or, you know, what has been kind of the surprise as you look at the class? Um, I would say, you know, we were pretty confident. You know, the first time we hit the, the, the track with, with our car, we, we, we knew we had a decent package, you know. As a driver, you figure those things out quite quickly. You know, it reacts to changes. Uh, it doesn't do anything weird behind the wheel. You don't have to drive it in some super unconventional style. It does what you kind of need it to do, um, which, you know, in years gone by and, and my experience is, you know, when, when that happens, you know you've got some real great potential to work with. And, and you know, that's just credit to everyone who's, you know, gone through the whole design process, you know, from, from the drawing board to the to the real product. Um, they've, they've obviously done their homework and, and given us this, this great car. Um, but, yeah, it's always obviously, you know, there's a bit of pressure in the system when, when you've kind of topped every session. To be honest, we haven't really, we have, it's not like we've been hiding anything. We've kind of obviously showed showed what, you know, basically there or thereabouts what we got. Um, but, yeah, it was nice to then just keep keep the ball, you know, keep keep that top spot 
for a little bit longer. So uh, yeah, at least the guys are going to be you know happy and there's, and uh, you know the morale is going to be good within the team now all the way until uh, we we start racing on Saturday next week. Go to John Orivitz right here. Sorry. Amaro, no split field in the GTs here. You've got three GTDs ahead of you. Uh, and, and the whole, it's more mixed up than it usually is, uh, it seems. Uh, will that affect the way you approach the race, especially the first couple of stints? Uh, not really. I mean, it, it's a huge field, obviously, of, of GT cars. Um, and, you know, being on the sharp end is definitely good for the start, to try and, try and stay out of trouble. But as, you know, as this type of racing super exciting as we know you know lots of safety cars lots of lots of yellows and so things will mix up quite, quite quickly um so i don't expect it to, to have big influence it's just nice at the beginning of the race to be to be more at the front um and it we always knew as it was last year that you know you're mixing it with the gtds and um, um so that was to be expected thank you additional questions okay guys congratulations uh, best of luck uh next weekend thank you thank you All right, everyone. Uh, getting ro rolling down to the end of the show here. Appreciate Kyle being able to come on just a few minutes this morning. He's worked as sick mother at home also and father. So uh, keep them in your prayers, y'all. Uh, I'm on my way to Daytona right now. I should be pulling in there within by Wednesday. I'm not in a hurry. I'm kind of making my way down. But uh, we'll be showing up Wednesday afternoon, Thursday morning for sure. So uh, with that being said, everyone, tune in. Subscribe to my YouTube page. Check me out on TikTok, Facebook, all the social media platforms. We're going to be filling it up this weekend. And I'll wait. I'll wait. Let that light shine. Ninety seconds. tickets to give away for the 24 hours. I got eight more sets. It's a trivia question. DM me and I'll send you the question. It's a two-day event. Goodbye.